Right, I got the wrong cue on that one. No, 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 no. Alright. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> Here we go. Tell me why are we oh, so you blind did. to see? <laughs> Spend most of our lives living in a gangster's paradise. <laughs> I really a churn butter once or twice, <laughs> living in an Amish paradise. I really thought you were going Backstreet Boys. So tell me why ain't nothing but a he, he held on to it just too long, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, damn it. I was ready. Welcome to Bros. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Derail the train. That's it. Right off the tracks. I'm, I'm in the, to win it, guys. <laughs> in the zone. Welcome to Brose. Bottle of wine, $8. Takeout food, $18. Talking out your ass for an hour each week, priceless. My name is Mad Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in Rose. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. But I got a capital one card. To my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And across from us, reporting live from Delaware. Tim I've also it. got Capital One. My cashback options are great. That's great. I'm very happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad happy you all for you guys. have decided to make responsible choices with... Uh... Oh, just because we have a credit card doesn't mean we're responsible with them. Also, Capital One and MasterCard. Like, you can have a Capital One MasterCard card. Like, MasterCard is just the company that produces... Like, the, the, yeah. It's like MasterCard and Visa, they work with all, okay. all of them banks. I, I Correct, but my works. Capital One is specific. Oh, okay. I mean, well, it is a MasterCard Capital One Quicksilver, but, you know, they were wouldn't you, give were me the visa. Were you by the dulcet tones of uh, Samuel L. Jackson as well? <laughs> I forgot he did those. Yeah. Every time I slide it, fucking snakes. Yeah, fucking snakes. Uh, he's like the one guy who, like, I haven't gotten pissed off at for doing a, card, like, a credit card commercial. Like, no. he's, still, he's still got the same standing of me of being a complete badass, despite <laughs> the fact that he's been like, what's in your wallet? If those credit card companies, they're ripping you off. Yeah. Like, if you think that's great, uh, this isn't a credit card company, but it's still a celebrity doing something awesome. Keanu Reeves on stage yeah. presenting uh, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk? Uh, 2077. It's mm. the most endearing thing in the world. He's mm. like genuinely excited for it. Yeah, there's a bunch of wholesome memes. Oh, uh, yeah. Somebody shouts out because uh, he's like, "This game is breathtaking." Somebody shouts out, "You're breathtaking!" Wow. And he just like gets all giddy. He's like, "No, you're all breathtaking." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Keanu, Duel. you're the best. Keanu has had a real uptick in the last couple of years. I think yeah. he's he's just been because he is he has maintained his Keanu ness through yeah. it all. Like he's just he is just him living his life. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, sometimes I'm lonely. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. It's a, there's a, a it's picture. That's what happens when you're immortal. Yeah. <laughs> there's a picture going around Twitter of, of Keanu. It was like a four blocker of Keanu and, and poses of him with different uh, fans. Like all happen to be women. And the caption was, uh, Keanu is not taking any chances. <laughs> because he is, he's, he's not touching somebody, any of them. Like the hand is like out like this. He's doing the hover hand. Yeah, the hover hand. He is not grasping any part of the other person. He's like, Keanu is not out here. <laughs> Listen, the dude, the dude is not staying in his consent. goddamn I will he not is. touch. Listen, he, like, listen. There's no upside for this. Like, I'm just here. I'm, I'm in the picture. I'm, I've got my arm out. Yeah, I'm glad. Good. To, I'm glad to meet you. And, and now you I'm doing. Can see. Now I'm doing John Wick Five. <laughs> yeah. In like two years. Um. All right. Yeah. Welcome to the Pro Podcast, everyone. <laughs> uh, available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and probably in John Wick Four as, uh, as like the deleted scene. That'd be mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. We, yeah. If we were a deleted scene in the John Wick movies, they already got um, Boba Marjanovic, uh, the basketball player, to be in the last one. So why not us next? Yeah. 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 Like, we're, that's we, right. we'll petition. we already promoted it. crashes through free, a recording so. session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the premise of the Prose podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, is for us to sit around drinking rose and answering questions from you, the gentle listener, about life, the universe, and everything. And if you have a question for us that you'd like us to discuss, over a couple bottles of rosé, uh, you can email them to us by using brosepodcast at gmail.com. Send those questions again to brosepodcast at gmail.com. This is round three. So we're on our third glass of rosé or accompanying beverage. 
And uh, things are looking up for us. This is usually around the, the time of the night where we start getting a little tired, <laughs> but we're like still like a little wired from the alcohol. And then like the second or or the, la- the last or second to last question just sends us over a cliff. Yeah. So, so stay tuned. I mean, there was there was no tornado warning last night. None of us are hopped up on coffee, so I think we should be good. You would think. Should hopped be. up on I'm life. Off, I'm coming off a cold. Coming off a cold. So, um, but listen, we're gonna we're gonna power through. I'm because, going again, to. We're public service. <laughs> So let's start by talking about our drinks. Uh, Sean, let's start with you this time. What are you drinking? I'm drinking Kaya, a rosé from uh, Monterey County. 2017, 13% alcohol bro volume. Oh, wait, <laughs> never mind. 12.8%. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> it's it a can, nice bottle. It contains sulfates. It's a very nice bottle, uh, and it's very good. Um, it's above beverage. Uh, I would recommend Great. to anybody. Excellent. Tim, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm just going to read all of the words on the front of this bottle. Something is probably where it's from. Somebody probably made it. And something might be the title of what it's called. It says here, uh, Je suis la jeune fille. Sancerre, appellation sancerre contrôlée, mise en boutique par, which I think Sean says bottled by mm-hmm. or yeah. bottled, something like that. And then Clement et Florian Bertier. Uh It's a Pinot Noir Rosé 2018 from the Sancerre region of France. And it is brolicious. Uh, I think this is probably my favorite one I've had so far. It, As far as what actually tastes like wine, the uh, the the funk one I had that had like that... Yeah, the New Orleans ni- one. That like 90s Cosby saxophone on the front. Nice. Uh, that tasted like juice. So I can't say that was disgusting, but this is probably my favorite, like, straight up. This is clearly wine and delicious. Good. Very good. Awesome. Excellent. Rich, what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, Polo Creek Moscato Rosé. It's 2017. This excellent semi-sweet rosé wine is produced from a selected variety of Muscat de Hamburg grapes. Its elegant color and delicate Muscat aroma gives this wine a distinctive, rewarding taste. It is fairly you, distinctive and rewarding, and nice. it is good. I enjoy mm-hmm. it. It is uh, above beverage. Mm-hmm. Um, you got it from the five dollar and under I, rack. I right? got it from the five dollar and under rack, which mm-hmm. is a shock. Um, it's only ten percent alcohol content, though. Mm. Mm. That's fine, though. I mean, for five bucks, can't beat it. No, not at all. Um, we are still celebrating my birthday because. It's always my birthday here at the Brose mm-hmm. Podcast, especially during the month of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich, you're you're up after me. I'm, I'm up next. Yeah, man. I'm, this is gonna be exciting. But uh, so I'm drinking for my birthday celebration uh, the Macallan, a uh, Highland Scotch uh, whiskey, uh, twelve year Scotch, um, and from the taste notes on the back. According to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during <laughs> pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Consumption of alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause health problems. Matt. Matt, <laughs> right. Matt, we did this bit before. Like, did we? It's, it's all a bit. That's not actually we did, we we did. true. Oh, did Is we it? do it? All right. Yeah, hey, I think I, we have it written down somewhere here. Did yeah. we? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't uh, know. Listen, we're living our lives. It's <laughs> all good, man. All right. So, Sean. I got some hand. questions for y'all. You do. And what uh, is on the envelope? On the envelope is three wine bottles and uh, a note that says, this is two glasses of rosé and one glass of whatever Tim likes to drink. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yep. Nice. That one's for you specifically. But Matt's the one drinking whiskey this time. It's this not one. me. Yeah. The third one is your dream I, glass. I love <laughs> I love the stem on the third glass. Wait, it goes can I see it? Three quarters of the way up the glass, and then the actual like cup area. I would be terrible <laughs> at being a weather person. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. It looks like all the other ones, but shorter. It's just like me. I'm like all of you guys, but shorter. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Making it personal. All right. What is the first question? Okay. What is the best kind of tea? How do you like your tea? So the best kind of tea is one that involves someone that I don't like very much. <laughs> I, I And I'm willing to make fun of. I mean, our Pizza Tuesdays have become Tea Tuesdays. They are Tea Tuesdays. <laughs> um, but I think it's more like drinking tea. Oh, drinking tea? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like green I'm tea. I'm confused. 
Let's so, the tea. Y- when uh, you, no, let's not. We keep keep. keep. Yeah, <laughs> don't drink the, the tea. tea. <laughs> We're not going to explain tea. No. Okay. No. I can't really okay. explain it. Is it no. You listen. You got to just roll through. <laughs> yes, and this is good podcasting. Yeah. Right green here. tea. <laughs> green tea is my favorite type of tea. Okay. Green tea is uh, good. I I but uh, chamomile has this really it's it's a it's a tea that will make me feel better if I feel sick because as a child my mom told me it would. Oh, so like I, I have that association. So like I feel that same way with ginger ale. Like if I'm feeling kind of sick, my grandpa worked at ginger wait Canada Dry, and so we used to have ginger ale. We used to have Canada Dry ginger ale all the time and. I think someone, one of them, told me that it, it will make you feel better if you don't. So whenever I have like a little bit of a stomach upset, I will drink Canada Dry and feel immediately better, probably because of the placebo effect, but who knows? I mean, ginger ale absolutely works if you yeah. have an upset stomach. So does gin and tonic because of the juniper berries, I think. Hey. Yeah. I, I like more of like a fruity tea, like a peach tea. Mm. Um, I'm not a... I've I haven't drank a lot of tea in general. Um, I used to drink a lot of like the Wawa white tea, which was delicious. But I think it's like white tea with mango, which mm-hmm. is amazing. Yes. Um, Can confirm. Yeah, that's that's my tea. Like that with some honey. Mm-hmm. Delicious. How about you, Tim? Um, I mean, most iced teas are just overly sugared, which is why I love them. So I'm going to avoid that because I feel like the question is about like legitimate tea, like hot tea, like hot tea. I feel yeah. like that's what this question I mean, this, this question, question is made me at. feel cozy. So that's what I'm I'm gonna say. It's probably yeah. hot tea. So I would go with uh, Tiavana. Was it Tiavana? I don't know. Whichever tea company got bought out it and was Tiavana, went bankrupt. They don't exist anymore. Yeah. So they had this like dragon fruit loose leaf tea that was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And like I don't I don't drink tea. I don't. And I loved this shit. It was phenomenal. Okay. I'm not a big tea drinker myself. I do enjoy green tea. It's pretty much the only tea that I consistently drink on like a semi regular basis. Um for similar reasons to why you like ginger ale, Sean, or chamomile tea, where it's just like I I have read that it is good for you. And so I'm like, all right, well if I'm gonna drink tea, I'm gonna drink one of the ones that seems to be like have the most health benefits or mm-hmm. antioxidants or whatever. So that's about it. Like I, I generally am not tea drinker. I, it took me a long time to get into tea. Um, in college, uh, my, my girlfriend at the time was like, well, how do you not like tea? I'm like, I just don't. I was like, I tried this yellow tea. Um, and I took a sip of it and spit it all over, <laughs> all over the ground. Uh, it's just, was not appealing to my palate. I've, I've since, uh, grown to appreciate it a little bit more, but it's just, mm-hmm. I'm more of a coffee guy. Yeah, I do like, I like tea in, I don't know, I like to drink it like on winter, like at night, like, because I feel like I can't drink coffee really at, at night. Like I like if I want a warm drink, I think I've kind of grown out of hot chocolate a little bit. Like I still like it from time to time, but it's not something I can drink all, I can drink every day because it's so sweet. So mm-hmm. tea's a more situational, like with a good book and a cup of tea. Yeah, I generally have tea like when I'm not feel like oh, yeah, generally a sore throat. Like, if my throat's starting to feel scratchy, I'm drinking nothing but tea while at work. We get free tea packets. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, hot tea all day. It's just terrible Lipton tea. But Yeah, but I mean, it does the job. It, it helps a little bit. Um, Yeah. That's my yes. tea take. There you go. Tea takes. What is the next question, Sean? Yes. Oh, and also, uh, initially I was talking about tea as gossip. Yes. Ooh. So it's about, uh, that was explaining my joke. Uh, gossip about your, your, your non-existent sister test, right? That's what the T stands for. The T okay. is yeah. We I only I only dish the T on test. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> if, if she were to exist, I assume I would. Have yeah, yeah, clearly. Yeah. Shit. Oh boy. Oh man. Yeah, I'm a, a mess. Just, just dropping questions every. Jesus. <laughs> what is the maximum number of days you would agree to spend in a tent in the woods? Hmm. In the woods, that's... So I'm I'm going to kind of uh, flesh out this question a little bit. I'm going to say... Because, like, I've, I've been to... Initially, I would have thought that all camping was like this, but I've been to campgrounds recently. Like, I started 
camping in quotes for like the first time ever and there are like bathrooms and stuff but like i'm saying i would say in the woods alone where you kind of have to fend for yourself like you don't have amenities so how long would you live in the woods in a tent um dependent on like what how long how much food i could get to last and whatnot i'd be willing to probably go four days maybe five like just being out one with nature like just out in the middle of nowhere as long as it's not in new jersey near the blair witch <laughs> um or the devil or mm. is it the, blair the witch jersey, jersey devil or is the blair witch philly pa i don't know i can't remember I don't know. I never saw that movie. It seems like a PA. It wasn't that good. <laughs> They're making a video game. Yeah. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> I would say about a week. One week. Because I think, for me, I am I am thinking to, like, if I am walking around the woods all the time, it's the amount of clothing that I could have that I could feasibly wear without, like, uh, like getting, like, rashes or chafing or something like that. Yeah. Like. Like it's, I'm, I'm thinking to that, and I think that's about the most reasonable amount of clothing. It's basically whatever you can carry with you, but mm-hmm. like to make space for everything else, I think I could get like a week's worth of clothing before I just be sore everywhere. So I, I would, I would say about a week, maybe like eight or nine days. Yeah, I mean, it really highly depends on like the time of year, season, and whatnot. Like, if it's perfect weather out for like a week, I'd, I'd be able to last. But yeah. if it's shitty weather, no more than three days. I guess dependent on that. Yeah, what about you, Tim? Uh, I'd probably say a week to two weeks, mm. and primarily based on boredom. Yeah. Not, like, if if I had to stay out, th- out there longer, I don't think I'd have that much of an issue. Mm. It's pretty much just, like, if I'm doing it for recreation, it's like, yes, I would love the solitude, being out there with nature. I think it's a great escape from every day and it's a good way to just reset your mindset Mm -hmm. but after a while it's just kind of like i don't really want to sleep on this cot anymore can i have my bed and air conditioning por favor yeah so like eventually i would just get bored and be like i don't have anything to do yeah i've read all the books i brought with me yeah yeah the summer would be brutal like even though if it's colder I, i would prefer to be out there when it's Probably the fall. Colder than like sweltering hot. Like yeah. I don't oh, think I'd yeah, like tents get dumb hot, dumb fast. Yeah. Yeah. So Well, I hate camping. So that's just my baseline is I don't like being outside like that. Right. But I think I could probably be coerced into camping for like three to four days. And then I'm like I'm over it. I'm done. I'm done with it. But I also think like I'm thinking camping with if I, if it were just me. Because, like, if Jake were to come or Mary were to come, then you have to, like, also think about what are they going to do for that time. But if it was just me alone, I think four to five days I'd be okay. When if yeah. it's just me in the in the woods, I think I could deal with that, I think. I wouldn't be happy, but I could deal with it 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, when we go roughing it, yeah. you know, anywhere between four to 14 days. Our annual Brose camping yeah. retreat, yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, what's the next question? The next cue is, what is one purchase that you've made in your life that you regret? Boy, picking one. <laughs> Seems like. Uh, I mean, I bought a house. Mm, there you go. That's um, a big one. Like, I thought about it a lot, buying the house, and I was like, it's probably a good idea. Not really the best investment based on my house and the location and everything. And yeah, I tend to like sit around and be like, man, this sucks. It is the absolute worst. Yeah. They go a little lighthearted. I have a Xbox One that I haven't touched in about four years. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. So since I played it when it came out, the three games I got for it and I haven't touched it since. I got a game for it two Christmases ago, and I still haven't played that game. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mine was also a video game system, uh, but it was that Retron 3, mm-hmm. um, which was a piece of junk. But I bought it while drunk. Um, <laughs> so I, I was hanging out in our apartment in Westchester, had like a couple beverages in me. Um, not only did I buy a Retron 3 that was a complete piece of junk, 
but I also applied for and was approved for a Amazon credit card at the same time <laughs> uh, because it told me I would save ten dollars on it. So I was like, all right, yeah, let's do it. Um, and and you know, I got the credit, got the system in the mail. I was like, oh, this sucks. This doesn't work with anything that I have. Um, and then a few weeks later, I got the credit card in the mail. I'm like, oh, that too. <laughs> Whoops! Uh, whoops! So that, that was that system that was supposed to play everything, right? Supposed to play a Nintendo NES game, a Super Nintendo game, and a Sega Genesis game. And what it played was five minutes of Duck Hunt, and then <laughs> nothing else after that because the the slots were not narrow enough. Like it wouldn't keep the game in uh, the slot. Okay, like, there's it was a too shit wide. ton of wiggle room. There's a lot of wiggle room, um, and it did not hold system. It did not hold any cartridges in long enough to actually read the game. So it would just like blank out on you every time you mm-hmm. try to boot it up. So piece of junk. Uh, definitely a waste of money. Wasted like fifty bucks. Uh, but at least there was no resale value either. So I, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't resell it online. I just had to throw it away. So hmm. I'm going to hop in just because it'll be funny. Right. Mine is also the Retron 3. Yeah, baby. <laughs> which, which I bought on purpose uh, for Martha as a birthday present before we started dating. Uh, and it played like a little bit of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for Nintendo. And then it stopped working. And then it played a little bit of Mario. And then it stopped working. Mm-hmm. And the controllers are fucking garbage. Because oh, yeah. it's like. Uh, infrared technology, so you need that direct <laughs> eye line, and you can oh, only be like worst. three feet away, and it's like, fucking no. Yeah, I feel like they were. They cost like forty five cents to make. Like, yeah, they're, they're so and then, flimsy. Yeah, and then the next year, I just bought her an original NES because I already had a Sega. Yeah, and the NES for like a hundred bucks, mm. I got like ten games, a bunch of controllers, and an actual NES. I'm like, that eh, was worth it. That's the dirty little secret is like if you go on eBay and do enough searching, you can find like the original system for the same price, maybe a little bit more. Um and yeah. oh it can't play all three, but it actually fucking works. So mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it will keep working. And for the most part, those older systems, as long as you know what to look at and by uh, Matt, I promise eventually I will come take a look at your Sega. <laughs> Uh, it's there's like a power problem with the Sega. Like I've tried every oh. damn thing, but there's like an actual shortness. Yeah. Um, but yeah or a- I will just give you mine and then I will eventually fix that one. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but sure. uh, yeah, as long as you know what to look for, those old systems are easily repairable. There's no like red ring of death where that system is fucked. Yeah. Yes. Sean, what is a regrettable purchase that you've made? So the most regrettable purchase I've made was when I was... Uh, probably in seventh or eighth grade, my grandmom bought me a PS2. And I think either Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy X, I don't remember. But we went to like GameStop or some store like that. And I had an N64. And I was like, I'm going to sell it and buy games. And I sold (sighs) it and had enough money to buy one game, which was Grand Theft Auto Vice City, which is a fine game. Yeah. It was pretty good. It's but okay. I, I, I sold my Nintendo sixty four mm-hmm. to buy Grand Theft Auto Vice City. I yeah, <laughs> and it was not great. And I remember I regretted it not at the time, but like maybe, uh, like a couple years, like in college, like when I was like, man, why did I fucking sell that for that game? Like I could still have it and I could still use it. And I luckily. My aunt dated some dude who uh, his like daughter had one, and he gave it to me. Yeah. So I got, I still got, I got one back. But I'm like, man, what a yeah. fucking dumb idiot kid thing to do. I also lied to my parents about it because I was like, because <laughs> my my grandma bought it for me, and they would have, and I knew they would have been mad that she bought me a, a PlayStation Two for no, just cause. Uh, okay. And so I was like, yeah, I bought it with my the money I made from my N sixty four sale, uh, and they were like, no, you fucking did it, you no. liar, you goddamn liar, and I did. Believe me, I lie. Yeah, that was I have like a dog. Yeah, I, I, I definitely did lie. I, I did the exact same, like, not for Vice City, but I, I had an N64 and a bunch of games, and I sold all of it, because uh, I had a little money saved up as well, and this is like, going to put me over the top, so I sold it for a GameCube, uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee, and Sonic Adventure 2, 
And uh, it was at the time I was like, holy shit, Sonic Adventure 2, here we fucking go. Dude, Sonic um, Adventure 2 Battle was the I best will... Sonic game uh, ever. Uh, uh, no, okay. Okay. Look, that <laughs> intro level, amazing. Listen, where you're that, running. That, that, I had a lot of fun with that game. That was a great game. It's not my. It's not the best Sonic game, but I, I had a lot of fun with it. But then, you know, years later when I realized that it was going to be an exorbitant amount of money to like get another nintendo 64 yeah. and play all those games like, yes oh, man i have been fortunate i did this so i could play city escape like yeah, <laughs> so yeah. for real i mean th- they're not that expensive now but like yeah i was yeah you gotta find like good. a nice little shop that just that's what they do is sure. deal in retro games yeah sure. i mean that's kind of i like i did that with uh i think it was um uh, uh luigi's mansion i traded in luigi's mansion for the gamecube for i don't even know what mm. and then i was just like man luigi's mansion was such a great game mm. and then i traded that game in for super mario sunshine oh you dumb in. fuck no mm. mario sunshine's amazing yeah it's a good game but Bullshit. then I, I traded in mario sunshine for something else and then traded that game in for mario sunshine again wow. <laughs> because that game was so good wow what yeah. a rotation yeah. So it seems like, uh, aside from Rich's initial uh, one, uh, it's all video game related. <laughs> yeah. And yet, here we are. Like, we all fucking love video games, but like we all, all regrettable purchases were video game related. Yeah, but it, it was more of like what you had to do to get that video yeah. game. Yeah, it was. It that's was, also true. Yes, I had to sell my soul to get Vice City. I yeah. should also say that my, one of my regrettable purchases was getting season tickets to the Sixers uh, <laughs> seven years ago. There's absolutely no reason to do that. It only cost you like 20 bucks, right? It was uh, 20 bucks a game. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like 630 bucks plus all the parking, oh, plus the shame of watching the Sixers pre-process. Uh, <laughs> when they had like, and they had all the Andrew Bynum poses when they had, uh, they just trade for Andrew Bynum, and it was like, oh yeah, Andrew Bynum's going to be here. He just has this minor knee problem, and he'll be back in a couple weeks. And they had him in all the posters and the pregame stuff. And then by Christmas, they're like, he's not going to play at all. And uh, but you still paid full price for those tickets. So. <laughs> oh man, so, there you go. Is what it is. But it happens, man. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you just plunk down a lot of money for something that's completely useless. It happens. It happens. Ugh. Sean, what is the next question? <laughs> his reaction to who are question. the top three to five athletes that are the most athletic not the best at their position the most athletic <laughs> wow which was submitted by jacob i, I was gonna say uh, this, uh, my mom sent another question in, like, <laughs> all right the most i'm most gonna athletic. take this question to go get a beer okay because <laughs> right. i'm out of wine it was too good i drank it all that's fair that's good all right, so the three to five most athletic Let's, let's just together come up with three athletes. Yeah. Sure. As a group. I'm all right with that. It's most athletic. Like, I you think turn to the best at their job as well. But not, like, not always. Well, you can be physically fit and not be an athlete. Yeah. And you can be an athlete and not be physically fit. Yeah. Like, y- y- like Lance Berkman was a great, uh, was a very good hitter in baseball for years. But there was a picture of him, like, shirtless doing batting practice. And it was like, man, why can't I do this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that way sometimes. So there, there are definitely guys like that. Uh, I'm going to say Serena Williams Okay, is maybe one of the most athletic people. Good pick. Yeah. Uh, because we had talked about her before. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maintain, I think she's... Probably one of the most athletic people. I've yeah, one of the most athletic tennis players ever to play. But like just period. in general, and then, yeah. yeah, like, um, I'm gonna throw. Uh, I'll throw Giannis onto Dacumpo in there from the NBA. Tim, Tim doing his microphone <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> Zap mic. Um, I'm gonna throw Giannis onto Dacumpo in there. He plays for the Bucks. He's six foot eleven and runs like a goddamn gazelle. Um, he can handle the ball like a point guard. Is as tall as Shaquille O'Neal and. <laughs> it's, it's just he's inc- he he shouldn't exist <laughs> by all accounts if you watch him play he's as tall as like Joel Embiid is and is so much faster and can leap he like takes off from the three point line like takes one two steps <laughs> and throws it down like he's unfair like it's, it's unfair he is the creative player when you don't have like you can max out every stat yeah. like physically like he he's still like there are parts of his actual skill set that need to be refined but just I, I mean, he's he's insane. He's great. Yeah. 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 Is this current or it just says Let's say all time? Yeah, all right. yeah. So I've got two in mind right now: Brian Westbrook and Jimmy Rollins. 
Okay. Westbrook was was shifty as anything. Yeah. Like he was he boy, he was something. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. electric. Um man. And Jerry Wall, Jerry Wall was fun. I mean Jerry Wall was an athlete. I think there were there were more athletic baseball players, but as far as like local guys who played for the like you know, play the like one of the hardest positions. Like shortstop is a hard position to play yeah. athletically. Yeah. yeah. Um you have to have that quickness. Yeah. Yeah, that, that agility and like you have to cover a lot of range and uh, his third basemen were usually pretty terrible, so he usually had to cover for their mistakes. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Except when it was Scott Rowland. Except when it was Scott Rowland. I don't <laughs> think they ever played together because they traded Rowland, like, right afterwards. And it was interesting because Rowland, boy, everybody hated him. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was just like a, The insane, cancer in the clubhouse. Yeah, absolute cancer. Like, one of the best fielding and hitting third basemen <laughs> ever. It's like, oh, I can't have him here. Um yeah, Rollins was great because he also had like power too. It wasn't just like his his yeah. speed. It was like you could jack yeah. twenty homers in a season. Um, so that's a good pick. Um, Tim, do you have any thoughts on like most athletic players? Period that you've ever seen? Yay sports! Yay sports! Yeah, okay. Yay sports! Yeah, Maybe. I, I, I I don't know why we expected me to have anything else. I don't know. I thought uh, you were gonna say Darren Sproles. All right, I love Darren. He's my man. <laughs> We're like the same yeah. height. Right. I think uh, Nelson Aguilar, Saquon Barkley might be the most Saquon Barkley, one of the most there. athletic yeah. people to mm-hmm. exist. He's those them thighs, man. Yeah, them thighs. <laughs> what a thick boy. I'm gonna throw one more out there. Uh, Usain Bolt. You were, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I was gonna say Usain Bolt. Yeah. You um, said thighs, and my first thought was Usain Bolt. Usain Holy Bolt. fuck. I mean, listen, like Usain Bolt, like. Like LeBron James is in there, but like just as far as like seeing things that I don't think I can see another person do, like Usain Bolt's speed and the fact that he sets world records while turning around and taunting the people behind him, <laughs> yeah. and he's still like he would have broken it by more if he hadn't just stopped and like fucking like dabbed on people while running the race. <laughs> like that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I watched like a 45 minute video on like scientifically what is the fastest mm-hmm. possible speed that is attainable by humans because mm-hmm. eventually like there's just physical constraints that we will not be able to surpass yeah. and Usain Bolt is like right there. Right. Yeah. Like it, it's not even it's not a full second. It's not even a full like tenth of a second. Second. He's like right there. And the only way that somebody could ever possibly break that is like changing the dimensions of limbs Mm -hmm. and like wind resistance doesn't exist and like all sorts of other shit. And it's it's mind boggling. I want to throw two more out there. I know we're trying to keep it to three to five, but um, Michael Vick and Randy Moss, um, because to to put this as simply as possible, they broke sports video games. Oh yeah! Um, oh my god, Michael, Michael Vick. Michael Vick in Madden 03. Bro- like, like watching him on the field was absolutely incredible. He was the first guy. Like, I mean, he's Russell Wilson, except for like Russell Wilson looks like he's fucking jogging next to Michael Vick. Yeah. But Michael Vick was open field, like the fastest, most agile quarterback I've ever seen. And in Madden, he was unfair. I would play with Michael Vick, and my dad would play and put. Two quarterback spies. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, basically quarterback spy is just taking a defender out of the play just to make sure the quarterback doesn't run away from you, which is an insane thing to do on its surface. And he put two guys on that, and I still would just run left with Michael Vick <laughs> and then run all the way to the right and outrun both of his quarterback spies. Like it was, it was incredible. And Randy Moss was six foot four, like one of the taller like wide receivers to play the position, but also possibly the fastest wide receiver to ever play the position. Oh, and also he could jump higher than everybody who could play the position. <laughs> also, he had the strongest hands of anybody who ever played the position. Mm-hmm. And it was basically just a matter of, like, did he feel like playing that day? Like, he he ended up being on the New England Patriots for, like, a fourth-round pick. Not because he wasn't good anymore, but because he had just decided to mentally check out on the team he had played for <laughs> before. And they were like, well, obviously he's bad now, so we'll just trade him for a fourth-round pick. And it turned out he just didn't give a shit. And then as soon as he got to the Patriots, he was... Randy Moss again. So, <laughs> oh hey, I it was also like, oh by the way, oh playing with Tom Brady, one of the best to ever play the position. All right, now I'm back to being a fucking god yeah. again. Like Randy Moss broke football back in like the late yeah. '90s, early 2000s. All right, those are yeah. good. Yeah. Good list. Yeah, good list. Good list. Saquon Barkley's a good one too. Because yeah. like, it's probably though like legitimately some gymnast. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's like Simone Biles or something. Yeah, like, just pound for pound. Like yeah, just somebody, <laughs> anybody who can do the Iron Cross. Fuck it, get out <laughs> yes. of here. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, what is your relationship with the essential oils? <laughs> okay, what that do? <sighs> I. So I mean, yeah. All right. So essential oils. There is a. Why are they called essential oils? Are they essential to anything? I guess no. to to your skin health, maybe. No, I don't you can know. say that like a different essential. So mint is supposed to be able to like help you with nausea. Yeah, but I'm saying, are they essential? Like, why? What? No. What garnered them the essential moniker? I don't know. Um, Capitalism. Yeah, I mean, I say marketing branding. Okay. Um, I don't buy it. Like, there's a the only relationship I've got with essential oils is um, a couple of years ago, uh, my my wife. Uh, like we both tend to get car sick if we're the passenger in whatever vehicle mm-hmm. we're in, uh, whether it's front seat, back seat or whatever. And so, um, since I, I was, I decided I was, I got like a, a small diffuser that goes on the, on one of the vents in your car and got like a couple of, of pads for it and got a bottle of, of mint oil. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is supposed to help you with nausea. And I remember sh- telling her that I got this, like, oh, I got this to help us on car trips. She's like, oh, that's nice. You know that's bullshit, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, of well, course I did. Well, and then I, I, did. I looked it up for more than 20 seconds and was like, yeah, there's no real proof that any of this works. Um, that is my relationship with essential oils is that single diffuser that still sits in my car <laughs> and occasionally pumps out like a mint smell, which is nice, but I've, I've, there's zero uh, actual data connecting yeah. it to doing anything. I looked up why they're called essential oils, and it's because they are, uh, it's, they're purported to be, like, they, they, they are the essence of the fragrance. Mm. Like, so it's, like, distilled from the thing itself to be, the, like, okay. the, it's, it's essence. Okay. It's essentially not, what yeah. the fragrance yeah. was. not vital, but it is. Yes. Like uh, the mint. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever used or done anything with essential oil. I Unless beard, unless it's in beard oil, I don't think or so. beard balm. It's like, not. It's no. The no essential oils are some hokum. There's supposed yeah. to be like there's like an <laughs> an, there's supposed to be like an ancillary benefit. Like this is better for your your skin because it has antioxidants in it, or like this helps you with you know anxiety or something like that. I, I think that they can have an effect with anxiety only because certain smells you can relate to. Okay, so like if you previously associated, yeah, with being it's calm. like yeah, but I don't think they in in themselves, right? There's nothing inherent with being like, oh, this is like yeah, cherry oil or yeah. something that's supposed to like make you feel sedated or whatever. Yeah, what do you think, Tim? Uh, my interaction is primarily memes oh, and memes. Uh, Reddit. Yeah, so it's just <laughs> it's just like here, essential oils will cure all your ails. They'd be like, fuck off, Karen. It will not cure my polio. <laughs> Suck a dick. Yeah. Vaccinate your kids. Yeah, vaccinate, yeah, kids vaccinate your fucking kids. Yeah. I can't, yeah. can't have polio. There's a mint dispenser in his, his yeah. room. It's like, cool. Mints will help, like, mint will help settle your stomach, and, like, lavender will make you feel more relaxed because it's a cool smell, but, like, it's not going to help with polio. Yeah. Fucking vaccinate your kids. Yeah. For sure. You can have both. Yeah. It's like there's a tenuous like it's sort of like so I, I take a like a multivitamin every morning mm-hmm. and there's also like a very tenuous empirical connection <laughs> between like the vitamins actually doing anything. But like I feel the same way about vitamins that I do about the essential oils. Like if like if that's your thing yeah. and it makes you feel better, sure, it is not for me. Yeah, I think there yeah. is there's something to be said for the placebo effect and the fact that it mm-hmm. does help people with that stuff. It like they themselves might not, but I think if you're receiving any benefit from it, there is no, I don't think there are any negative consequences to smelling stuff. Uh, and I know uh, Mary right now is really, I got her in uh, like a wood flavored uh, scented, I guess, essential oil because she has had this weird craving for the smell of wood. For bark? Yeah, okay. like for real. Like Really? <laughs> yeah, but essentially like okay. where she's like, essential oily ha but i think like she's had like this weird like she's like i need to smell wood like we went to home depot and she bought a bunch of we bought a bunch of shims because she's like i just want to smell the smell of wood wow so is it like pine it's yeah it's like a it's like a it smells like a forest but like a very clean forest so it's just the wood smell like maybe okay but it's it's good it, or cedar it's, maybe it's probably towards like pine and cedar yeah, yeah it smells more it smells say. more like the inside of a hope chest 
but it's good. It's a good smell, and and I mean, it, she's not eating wood, so yeah. I think you know. <laughs> I'd love to see like instead of getting that, like buying where'd her, the shims go? I eat them. Yeah. Like buying her, buying her like a chainsaw, and she's like, "What the hell is this?" Like, buy a man a fish or teach a man to fish. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. All right. What is the next question? So yeah, so central is my relationship with them. Is yeah, meh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't use them, but go crazy. Yeah. You do you, but vaccinate your fucking kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> April the giraffe is retiring. At age 17, after giving birth to five baby giraffes. First of all, I bet that she didn't make that choice on her own. <laughs> she did not. She's a giraffe. She was anyway. forced. Yeah. Forced retirement. Right. Fuck yeah, you. She was forced into retirement. Wait, did she ever actually have that one baby? <laughs> yeah. She, like, well, she's had five. Yeah. I, I remember Were you she not was listening to the question? Like, she was in labor for like she three was months. Very, for a very long time. But she's been, she was retired uh, because any if she has any more kids, it would be a danger to her health. Oh. Mm-hmm. What is your ideal number of kids? Hmm. And also, what's your ideal number of giraffes? Uh, <laughs> I want all the giraffes. Yeah, I want more giraffes because I think they're endangered right now. Are they? I hmm. think so. No. There's like 76,000 giraffes or something hmm. like that. That's no good. We need more giraffes. I want, more, gira- giraffe. I want more giraffes than kids because I want my kids to know that where my where my priorities really lie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to remind them, like, their place. Yeah. Want, you ain't got a neck like that. Yeah. I want a cat-sized giraffe. <laughs> um, my ideal number of kids is probably two. I don't want to be outnumbered by my kids. Um, I, I don't want to like be in a position where like we're on the power play all the time to to make the obvious sports analogy, or we're on the penalty kill. Um, two is probably fine. Like I want them to have a good relationship with each other, um, and I think two is probably good that you don't like. I don't know. I, I again, this comes from my upbringing because I had to. I was, I had one brother, and that was that, and yeah. things worked out fairly well for us. Um, yeah, I would go with two. What about you guys? Um, I go kind of like, I want, I want even numbers, so like two or four, but I want the same number, of boy and girl. So okay. if I have one boy, I want one girl. If I have two boys, I want two girls. Like, just so that like the younger ones have. An older one to look up to, and if I mess up with one of them, the other one, well, they just learn for. I can learn from that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like two or four, four tops. Okay. Tim, what is your ideal number of children and giraffes? If you want kids. If you want kids. If you, yeah. zero is a valid answer to this. Uh, I mean, I at at this current juncture in my life, I do not want children. For a various various reasons, mm-hmm. which may change at some point. They're a bunch of freeloaders. No, <laughs> <laughs> that ain't it. <laughs> but I mean, money is kind of part of it. Um, but it, if I was having children, I'd probably say two. Okay. Uh, middle child syndrome is absolutely a thing. Yeah. And four, in my experience, uh, just means. That the last one is going to be given a lot of freedom, mm-hmm. and they are either going to abuse the fuck out of it, or they're going to appreciate it and become their own person and learn from all of their siblings' mistakes. So I, that's why I go with two, mm. because it's going to be more of a. In my experience, most families that have two siblings or two kids, it's more of a teamwork thing. Okay, it's like we're in this together. We got our deal. As soon as you add a third one, and it's like, oh shit, no, all all holds or everything's off, mm-hmm. all deals off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd go with two and giraffes. I would love one, <laughs> just because that lanky fucker is gonna be all over the place, and <laughs> like I, I don't want to, I don't want one giraffe tripping over another, and then it's like, fuck, now I gotta fix a giraffe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta fix a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I look up weird YouTube how to repair your giraffe. <laughs> What I was Googling, there are two subspecies of giraffe that are listed as critically endangered, and giraffes in general are being considered to be listed as endangered uh, as of this year. No. That's a shame. Save the giraffes. They're sweet animals. What would be your ideal number of kids? And keep in mind, any answer less than two is really strange. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say, I think ideally... Uh, three, maybe four. 
I and I think it's be and and that's only because we have such a big there's such a big gap between Jake and the baby that like I think having at least one more it would be like you'd have the two kids together and then Jake being like extra extra but, hands on deck yeah, basically exactly mm-hmm. and I I don't know I I think it's I came from my I had four I had three siblings allegedly and <laughs> my, <laughs> and all of my and my whole family like we we're Irish Catholic all of us came we I, like my whole family is big and so is Mary's so I I the idea of having a big family isn't scary to me it's like it's just like what I'm yeah. I'm used to so I think I I could deal with I think four would be my lim- my absolute limit yeah, though yeah yeah hmm. all right so you got two anywhere between like three four zero four seems to be like the the limit yeah like the the hard limit like all right if you're at five kids yeah it's like what you you you're like check yourself guys yeah i don't even know that many names like i've known many families that have like six and up yeah and they're always a fucking mess so yeah. it's like that can't be a good I keep track of all of them like as a parent like <laughs> i would never be able to like there's no, no chance like I, two i'd be stretching it my uh. my mom was the youngest of um five and i hear horror stories of like there was one time my uncle chased my other uncle up the stairs with two knives (laughs) because he was going to try to kill him literally for something my cousin did that to me too (laughs) my brother chased me with a can can opener well (laughs) apparently one of the reasons why i can't pull the carpet on my stairs right now or i can but there's going to be knife marks for my grandmother grabbing my uncle and pulling him down the stairs Whoa. and him digging them in to pull up. Just tell yeah. prospective buyers it was Freddy Krueger and this is where the film was made. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it could work. Yeah, it's it, the boost of value. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Also, I think when you have like more, the, you're you're just letting the kids parent themselves. You're like, all right, there's enough of you. Just kind of yeah. like tribe mentality. Self-policing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just have thinking, at it. And about. Five, six day, years, like, you could be like, Jake, take care of your sister. And yeah. Now, now it's Jake's turn with the conch shell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Sucks to your ass, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will have no large boulders around our house. No. All right, so the well, final. Poor piggy. Final cue for this sesh is what is the most vivid dream that you remember having? Mm. I got this. I'm starting this. Right, Please go, baby. <clears throat> so I think I was like 14 maybe 13 I don't know but uh I'd already moved away from like my childhood home from where I originally met Matt but I was dreaming I was in that old town home in Fraser chilling in the living room it was me my dad my grandfather my mom and like one of my siblings don't remember who didn't matter we're just chilling, watching whatever's on TV. Doorbell rings. My grandpa goes up and uh, answers the door. Opens the door, immediately gets shot in the head. Wow. And then, like, two guys come in with handguns, and they're just, like, trying to rob us. I don't remember what happens in the interim, but I go into the kitchen pull out where all the silverware is, but instead of silverware, for whatever reason, there's an Uzi. So I grab the Uzi, chase them all the way down the road, and I never catch them, but I just like vividly remember screaming, running down that road, and I actually woke up screaming, Whoa. and my roommate was confused as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. But it was just so vivid. Like the next day, I had to call and be like, "Hey, pop up, how are you doing? <laughs> You're alive, right? You're yeah. like not dead. I mean, didn't d- get shot." Despite that part, it seems like a fairly empowering dream because you you won that encounter. Minus, you know, I, some I would say I would say I didn't win because I didn't catch them. Uh, but you were in the process of it. Yeah, you were getting the it upper gets- hand. But it, but it was still and and like the rea- the visceral reaction of my my father, uh, my dad has always been a very stoic figure, so like seeing him viscerally just like 
melt. Mm. And like that would, if anything, like the death was one thing, but watching my dad just collapse on that was just like, holy fuck, I'm not okay. Mm. Yeah. Jeez, that's rough. Brutal. Rough, 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 vivid dream. Vivid. Um, yeah. Sean, Rich, do you have any particularly um, vivid dreams? Mine was actually relatively recent, and it was uh, kind of not not the whole gunslinger vein that that Tim had, but we were hanging hanging out at my own house, and my dad was there, and uh, I can't remember who else was like probably some more of my family, and I was talking to him about something, and all of a sudden he just falls and passes out, and like gets up, and we're like, dude, you need to go to the hospital. You just had a heart attack. No, I'm fine. Like, no, I'm pretty sure you just had a heart attack. You need to go to the hospital. He's like, no, it's okay. And he refused to go to the hospital. And um, this was like leading into, this was this year, and it was leading into his birthday. And so for like two, three weeks straight, I was just like, fuck. Mm-hmm. I hope this doesn't say, I hope this isn't a sign for anything. And I was just constantly worried about my dad following that. Like, mm. It's besides that, I don't have any other very vivid dreams. I don't tend to remember them. Wow. Uh, Sean, do you have a vivid dream? Yes. Uh, Like maybe like a couple of years ago, I, uh, I was, I remember I was in my parents' house in the spare bedroom and I had run in there because an alien was chasing me. (laughs) And... (laughs) And the alien started to, like, in Nightmare on Elm Street, I think at one point, like, Freddy's, like, coming through the wall, and the wall is, like, not solid. It's, like, kind of like a weird, um, like, you know those is, things you Is that Nightmare on Elm Street, or is that the Frighteners? I don't remember. But it's, it's like, you know, the thing you used to put on textbooks, they were like yeah, elastic like It's like yeah, that. Yeah. And you I, like, like, like kind of like coming through one of those. Yeah. And it, and I was like, I was just terrified. Cause I'm like, I don't know how to handle this. <laughs> and I went, ah, and then yeah. I did that in real life too. And I w- woke up Mary going, ah, <laughs> I was very embarrassed, <laughs> but it was just such a, I was so, it was one of the, it's so. So yeah, exactly. Like exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah. Frighteners, frighteners photo. The frighteners photo. Okay. And it was just—it was so viscerally frightening that I was like, "It's—it's." It's, Mary still makes fun of me for waking her up by screaming, but like, it was—it was—I was so upset about it in the moment. Like after I woke up, I was like, oh, "That was dumb." Jeez. But huh? yeah, it's David. a very underrated Michael J. Fox movie, by the way. Hmm. The Frighteners. Everyone go see the Frighteners. There was a dream I had like six, seven years ago or something like that where my brother and I decided to have like a pet rescue of some sort. Um, and, and somehow we either got involved with or met Justin Pierre from Motion City Soundtrack in the process of this and he was helping us. <laughs> I can't count that fully as a vivid dream because there are many other details that I am forgetting about this right now. Um, but I, I, that's the one I, I go back to most of the time is, is that one. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, we're going to start a pet rescue, obviously. Yeah. Um, there was it's another just one. hotel for dogs. Yeah, that's exactly. All that that's all it is. I, I'm running a hotel for dogs with the guy from Motion City Soundtrack. Woof, woof. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. Like, it's usually like I'll remember it at that moment, and then I'll try and, like, I'll, I will try to write down. If I, I have when I have a really video. vivid one, I'll write it down. Yeah, I, even if it's, like, fucking stupid as hell. I'm just like, I want these ideas in case yeah. something. I, I thought I had one written down on my phone, and I remember it still to this day. It was just, it was the dumbest thing ever. It was, uh, I, me and my brother were at the, like, the midpoint of this really high tower. Apparently, Earth has been invaded by aliens. We're not, like, fighting the aliens or anything. Aliens are just, like, part of society now. Hmm. And me and my brother and this dream freaked me out because when I say a high tower, I mean higher than, like, the tallest building out there. Yeah. We were taller than that. And my brother's just sitting there on the edge, just kicking his feet out, and we're just talking. Hmm. And I look down, and I just start freaking out. I'm like, how could you do that? Why are you doing that? Please come back from there. Right. And, yeah, I was like, yeah, that's interesting. It's just maybe there's something there. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could write something about it. I had it written down. I can't find it anymore. Hmm. 
It's good to keep those ideas, though. You never know. For song yeah. or creative purposes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Vivid <laughs> dreams, baby. What do you got? I'm trying to... Because I usually will text myself if I have a, if I have a dream that I wanted to remember. Right. And I texted myself, Raccoon Tycoon. <laughs> Raccoon Tycoon. <laughs> I don't know what I'm it's, talking it's about. The, it's the prequel to Sharknado. <laughs> yes. The old Raccoon Tycoon. Well, you have to build your own raccoon from scratch. Like, yes. Yeah. You have um, roller coasters on the raccoon. Uh, awesome. So... I want to know. Actually, I have a question. Uh, so, Rich, you were talking about you had a dream about your dad. Yeah. And then you were worried that in real life that dream was going to happen. Do any of you think there is anything to be said about, I guess, like prophetic dreams, or if you think that you know you can have a dream that means something beyond just being a dream? Because I'm I'm of the mind that it's just your body reacting to like I think we're smarter than we give ourselves credit for, and it's just you reading the room basically. Yeah. Well, like you're just like these are these are things that you've perceived maybe subconsciously that you're like added up. Yes. Means this. Yeah. Like if I if I fuck something up at work, like I I may have a dream where I get fired or something yeah. like that, even if it's like something minute. But like if I'm if I'm worried about they're like oh man I fucked something up like yeah. you know they they might look at that at me and then and you know I might have a dream where like they call me out on it and I get fired or yeah. something like that like I, that that will happen sometimes yeah 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 I I had uh, of all teachers a psychology professor tell a story how um, he he believes mm-hmm. that he can see specific points of the future. Using his dreams. Okay. So he can enter into a lucid dream and, like, key into something to see, uh, the, like, a, a snippet of the future. And so somebody he knew was going on a trip to Mexico. So mm-hmm. he asked, they asked him, like, could you dream for me and find out if everything's going to be okay in Mexico? He's like, yeah, sure. Goes to sleep that night. His, his uh, way to, like realize he's dreaming as he finds the big red ball once he finds a big red ball he's like all right i can fly anywhere now mm. flies to mexico and finds his friend who is driving down a highway their car breaks down and explodes mm-hmm. mm. he then tells them if your car breaks down on a highway get out and get it as far away from it as you can mm. he says he <laughs> claims that this person's car broke down on the highway and like almost blew and basically blew up like Mm -hmm. it was on fire it was lit on fire while they were driving down the highway whether it's true or not i don't know Mm -hmm. but if it's true that's (laughs) mind-blowing and amazing that's incredible yes that's crazy but like i i do have a feeling that like it's not prophetic but maybe it is part your body trying to tell you something like if you have a dream that your dad or somebody a loved one is like having health issues maybe it's your body telling you like hey go to the doctor yeah or like you're if like for me i constantly like i'm not a healthy guy i drink a bottle of wine every couple of weeks (laughs) i am i'm 300 (laughs) plus pounds heart attack is a very likely thing for me maybe it's more of my body saying yo take care of yourself Mm -hmm. like this that could happen to your dad who's 20 years older than you could also happen to you Mm -hmm. at your age Mm. like perhaps yeah Body warning you. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Dreams, Weird. Dreams, man. I remember. I remember when dreams. I was younger. I used to have way more lucid dreams than I do now. Yeah. And I remember one time going to sleep, and then choosing what I was going to dream about, and they're dreaming about that, and it was like the best day of my life. And I have never been able to do it again. But I, I vividly remember going to sleep, and like it was like, uh, you know how in um. Like record players, they have like the records that go through. I remember seeing like all of the different things I could dream about, choosing Power Rangers, dreaming about me being a Power Ranger, and I was so stoked. It was dope as hell. <laughs> yeah. That is, had that kind of authority over your subconscious <laughs> yeah. is incredible. Yeah, I was like, fuck you, I'm a Power Ranger tonight. <laughs> uh, all right, that was the last question. I that think, was right? the final question. Final question. Final question. So I didn't pick uh, what music I was going to play. I do have a hot take. 
hot take. Uh, we, uh, we're going into Casnell's uh, corner. Casnell's corner for this hot take. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, what, what, what music? What would be? What do you think would be appropriate for the Casnell's corner? Because I got one thing in mind specifically, but I'm just curious. Uh, I. You know what? Let's just see. See what you got. <laughs> you see what I got? Let's oh, just boy. see what you got, this and we'll say yes or no. This is dangerous, but okay. Uh, all right, we'll see. Welcome to Casino's Corner, everybody. So, everybody, uh, right now as we're recording this podcast, uh, the NBA Finals are going on. It's Game Five in Toronto, uh, and the Golden State Warriors are locked in a tight one as they are. But they're down three to one. They haven't been playing particularly well. Kevin Durant's injured, so uh, you know this is a very close game, very exciting game. Um, but in all likelihood, if I had to bet on it right now, I'd say the Warriors are not going to win this series and the Raptors are going to win. Um, even if they don't, they've had an incredible year uh, and they've shown they have a, like, a really devoted fan base because they're sort of representing all of Canada now. Uh, you know, and, every, and they have this fan section uh, at outside of the Scotiabank Arena in, in Toronto uh, called Jurassic Park. Uh, where all, you know, an insane number of Raptors fans come, not to go into the arena, but to watch it outside on a big projector and just go crazy as if they were like a general admission concert or mm-hmm. something like that. And now different Jurassic Parks have appeared at different uh, in different parts of Canada. Like there's like, a, there's like an Ottawa one, there's a Vancouver one. And it's, you know, listen, it looks fun as hell. Yeah. It looks really cool to be out there. Um, and I give them a ton of credit for, you know, this team's only been around for like 20, 25 years. For developing that kind of fan relationship with the team and developing that kind of fan section, somehow, in spite of the fact that it is named Jurassic Park, <laughs> get the fuck out of here with your corny ass bullshit, Jurassic Park. This team, by the way, this team was named back in like, I don't know, it was in 1994 or something like that. Specific, there's no any correlation between Raptors and Toronto. <laughs> this team was named the Raptors because Jurassic Park was popular then. And well, so you've decided, 25 years later, to double down on that and name it after the freaking movie. That you, it's It would be like, I, I, I'm trying to think of it, it would be like calling it, like if, if you had made a team in the 1979s, it would be like having like the Houston Chewies or the Houston Chewbacca's <laughs> or something because Star Wars happened to be big at the time. If we renamed uh, any Philadelphia team the Rockies, if we named it, yeah, if we named it the, the, the Italian Stallions or something, or if so, then to, then twenty five years later to go, yeah, now we're gonna call it the fan section Jurassic Park. If there was a bird's nest fan section outside of Lincoln Financial Field to watch Eagles games. I probably would uh, immediately contradict myself and go hang out there. But on the outside, I'd be like, this is fucking bullshit. The bird's nest for Eagles. It's the most obvious corny, like, you got to do better than this. Like, I don't know. Like, there's got to be, I don't know enough about the city of Toronto, but there's got to be something else culturally regarding, oh, wow, the Warriors won by a single point. Oh, my God. Uh, So, anyway, there's going to be a game six, but that does not uh, undermine my original point, which is, You've got to come up with a better name. You have a, such a cool fan base, but you know what? Maybe it's, you know your fans might be cool, your fans might be devoted, but maybe if your best fan is Drake, then you deserve this sort of corny ass bullshit. Your- <laughs> <laughs> come up with something better. Your your city deserves better. Kawhi Leonard deserves better. If you don't just decide in the off season to change your team, your your fan section name to something else, Kawhi Leonard deserves to leave your team and go play for the Clippers. That's it. That is the hot take. But you have, I think, <coughs> it's it's unfair to say <laughs> that the Jurassic Park is a dumb name, which it is objectively is a dumb name. Uh, without giving, you have to provide an alternative. You can't just here's be like, thing. "Fuck no, you." No, I don't. Okay, it's <laughs> not my job. Like, is, uh, here's my job. It's something well, I don't like that. Like, I have to come up with something better. If you, you know what, you know what, you want to really double down on the corniness, call it Marvin's room. Call him Marvin's room. Go to Drake and say, yo, we're going to change the name to Marvin's room and see what he says. If he says that's dumb, then I, 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 think, I think the universe would like crumble in on itself. That's what I want. Like, I, I don't, you don't have to call it anything. Yeah. You don't, you could call it the fan like, zone. The fan zone. Like, nobody's going to get upset. Like, oh man, the fan zone. I'm not going there. 
But then if you call it Jurassic Park, it's gonna be like fucking awesome. Like the pe- the penguins, for example, I I could be immediately corrected on this, but the Pittsburgh Penguins used to do this uh, for playoff games. They would have fans go watch the game on a projector outside of uh, the Mellon Arena or the Civic Arena. I, I don't think they called it anything. They didn't call it the Iceberg or anything <laughs> like that. Like it was just. You know, we're having, you know, a fan party of some sort yeah. outside of there. Like, you can call it nothing. Like, calling it Jurassic Park, I think you're inviting, like, comparisons to be like, oh, yeah, that's right. You only named it this because, you know, you didn't say the magic word. <laughs> like, you know, like, you only named this because of Jeff Goldblum. So. Yeah. Yeah. Valid. Valid. I mean. Hot takes. That was hot take. Hot takes. Anyway. That was a hot take coming out of Casino's Corner. If you have any more, uh, if you want to see any more of my very correct sports takes uh, or anything <laughs> in general uh you can follow me on twitter at mkaznell that's m-k-a-s-z-n-e-l tim what about you uh well i spent your entire sports rant uh creating a new twitter <laughs> house of hansen is taken so it's just house hansen house hansen i like it you do know that you could have just changed your twitter handle initially right suck a dick richie okay. just asking so yeah, I probably could have done that, and I probably will do that in the uh, next, like, day. Rich, what is your Twitter handle? At B underscore Walnuts. And Sean? At Hey, it's SOB. Uh, you can, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast, or just hit us up on Facebook at Brose podcast. And if you have a question for the show, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Um, go find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn. And everywhere where fine, award-winning podcasts like ours can be found. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions. Shannon Vogel of Shannon Vogel Photography for designing our logo. Find her her wares and works for purchase on Etsy.com. Uh, and, of course, her theme music is When by Steven Siebert. You can find it on the free music archive. Rich, PodQuest, man. Yeah, I got PodQuest. It's a weekly nerd uh, roundtable where all podcasts are available. All of them. Uh, and, of course, I co-host the Keystone Coast to Coast Sports Podcast with my buddy Eddie Provident. We talk about Pittsburgh and Philly sports and mostly just make fun of each other. Uh, it's a great time. And uh, I also co-host – I don't co-host this one. Uh, I edit the uh, underscore – underscore. God damn it. I am drunk. Uh, you done I, fucked I, it. I definitely do not do any of the above for <laughs> Under Pressure, but I do edit the Under Pressure story of Pregnancy and Preeclampsia podcast. Uh, it is an absolute mess right now. <laughs> it really went. It, it was a hard one. Sound. It was a hard one. I was, I was like 95% of the way they're doing this without the sheet. And I'm like, I could do this. And then I hit under pressure and just like, bang, bang. <laughs> of course, the one with like the, the highest level of sensitivity to it can't handle it. Not at all. I edit the under pressure podcast, the hidden story of pregnancy and preeclampsia. Ta-da. Uh, say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Real quick. Happy birthday, Matt. Happy Thank birthday. You. Thank you. And, and guys, give him a round of applause. He went all three episodes without saying Logal. Logal. No Logals. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of sad about that. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very trying to enunciate now. I think the enunciation is helping with the uh, the Logal problems. Uh, but it's so funny. For Tim Hansen, Sean O'Brien, Rich Sweeten, and the entire Action Moose team. <laughs> this is Matt Casnell reminding you all, be smart about being stupid. Ciao. Bye. Ciao.